scientific pretensions from the devil's delusion, quote, a great many men and women have a dull, hurt, angry sense of being oppressed by the sciences, oppressed by the sciences. They're frustrated by endless scientific boasting. They suspect that the scientific community holds them in contempt. They are right to feel this way. Close quote. David, explain. Don't you kind of think that that one is obvious? I mean, when you run into a, any kind of group of scientists, I mean, not the low-level scientists, the bottom feeders, but physicists or mathematicians, they really don't waste any time telling you how much smarter they are than you. I mean, that's true. We all have that experience. And the global warming issue is one issue. The biological issue is another issue. But it's more than that. It's kind of this feeling that because they're so smart, and that's true, they are smart, no question about that. They have accepted as an obligation and as a pleasure the prerogative of telling the rest of us what to think, not only about the sciences, but about everything. <laughs> and that is oppressive. That was uh, David Berlinski being interviewed at the Hoover Institute uh, back from 2014. He has many interesting things to say about science, which is, of course, our topic today. If we're going to uh, discuss broken science and flaws in science and over-certainty in science, we ought to understand exactly uh, what science is. So what is science? Uh, we're not going to answer that completely today, but we'll try to make some headway on that, and next week we'll, we'll finish answering the question. Now, uh, if you're looking at YouTube or the blog, you'll see a picture of a frog holding a uh, leaf as, as an umbrella. Now, is that frog? It's a very garish colored, uh, neon, fluorescent, whatever you want to say, colored frog. Is that frog science? The IFL... Uh, science people say that frog is science. Uh, IFL, I'm not going to spell it out, uh, the I blank love science people. It's a juvenile crudity, which uh, many in our culture think is necessary to make information palatable, uh, but we'll let that pass. But I'm going to steal another picture from that same crew, which they also say is science. Now, this is a picture if you can't see it, of a galaxy, a spiral galaxy, looking at it from uh, three quarters on or something like this. So, no. One more before we answer whether or not that's science. Uh, this is uh, from a different source, uh, but it's a common enough picture these days. It's a uh, thinking suppression device or radio tracking device, however you want to say. Uh, is, is that one science? Now, uh, we have a frog, we have a universe, we have a cell phone. Now, if any of these objects are science, why are they science? And if they're not, then why are they not? It's easy to see why the uh, IFL crowd think the frog is science. It's that it's unusual to them. And it is unusual to them. Uh, maybe it's not unusual to the people who live by where the frog makes a living. Uh, well, and stars and galaxies are common enough, aren't they? Uh, certainly the tracking devices everybody carries with them are. Uh, who, who goes anywhere without one of these tracking devices anymore, which, uh, for which the government and the media are very grateful, I should add. Well, uh, so we've appeared to, dedu to have deduced that if any of these things are science, or even if they aren't, uh, then commonality or unusualness can't be why they are science or why they are not science. So something that's common or unusual, that, that is not a demarcation of science. 
Now, these pictures, of course, were all made by tools, a camera, a telescope, and probably another tracking device with an embedded camera. Our, our tools science, our all tools science. Now, you might have heard that there was a uh, new virus going around, helpfully created by people in our and in a foreign government. Since they can be made, uh, viruses can be thought of as tools. So if tools are science, uh, then that virus is science which means roads, uh, handkerchiefs, screws, salt, pepper, pencils, baseballs, toilet paper, anything that we create, we make, we use, we distill is science, if tools are science. Well, uh, we've heard also that a certain mandated treatment, at least in some locales, for that man-made virus is science. Is it? It is if tools are science, and we consider that treatment a tool. A much more interesting question, however, is this. Is the mandate itself science? Well, many say so, uh, particularly those doing the mandating. If this mandate is science, then which mandates are science and which not? Or are all mandates science? A mandate is when an authority, backed by force of law and implied violence, requires certain people follow a rule. Well, it seems unlikely that implied violence is science, which means if a mandate is science, as some people say it is, it must be the rule itself which is science. So again, are all rules science? Only some? If it's only some, which? How do we tell non-science rules from science rules? And if you stop and think about it, these are all forms of the question, is science the knowledge of right and wrong, good and evil, moral and immoral? Because that's what rules are. They tell you what is right to do or wrong or best or worst. They tell you which act is good and which evil. And they say which behavior is moral and which immoral. So if rules are science, then science is ethics and morality. It's economics and health. It's the judgment of every act, really with no exceptions. This, of course, includes religion. Science, uh, if mandates and rules are science, then science is everything. On the other hand, uh, a lot of people say science isn't everything, or ethics, or even tools, but it is a method. And not any method, like following a recipe or a guide on how to say the rosary, but a, a, specific, a specific checklist which leads to the discovery of new knowledge. Well, this is confusing because uh, knowledge can be of many things. Uh, like, who were the people present at the signing of Magna Carta? The exact people, their names, ages, so forth. Or what is Uncle Bob's favorite donut? Or how many screws Grandpa has in the old coffee can? Or any of an infinite list of items. Most of this knowledge is, of course, of low or no importance. We know that whatever science is, it doesn't take an interest in everything, but only some things. Well, let's think more about this famous method then. Uh, well, uh, new knowledge is discovered by historians, isn't it? Uh, and even people like lawyers. And, and don't poets and painters and musicians and novelists have important things to say about the human condition? Whether these folks are using the same famous method or they use something else, new knowledge is being discovered. So uh, this, is, this is odd then. Many claim that the, the, the method, and therefore science itself is science is the method, is self-correcting. 
What a, this should be amazing to you, this idea that science is self-correcting. Science wanders into mistake or error or, or ignominy, and somehow science just sits there and the method self-corrects these awful departures. Maybe this is why uh, celebrity science uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says, quote, science is true whether or not you believe in it, end quote. But if science is self-correcting, how could it ever produce a wrong result? It can't. Unless outside, outside forces, which are not science, attack it, weaken it, and somehow insert error into it. Well, these errors aren't science then, but something else. What? I don't know. But uh, they're not science because science can't make a mistake. If science is self-correcting, then Tyson is right. Science itself is always true. Yet if these errors aren't science and something else, what are they? If science is uh, just a list of truths, maybe? Well, uh, philosophers, mathematicians, historians, uh, even religions have lists of truth. Are, are they all science? Well, they all have error, too, uh, and some of these errors are corrected uh, along the line. So maybe those errors aren't really philosophy and so forth, uh, just like errors aren't really science. So religion is true, whether or not you believe it. That has to be the case if uh, we consider science to be the method, because religion uses the same kind of method. Well, here's what's strange. How do we know the method has already self-corrected a statement purporting to be science? Eh, we can't. We can't. So the method itself is not a great candidate for science. Or if it is science, it's imperfect and not unique. Because if we have a statement in front of us, we don't know whether or not it's already been self-corrected. It could be one of those statements that is an error. But everybody says science is unique and amazing and nothing like poetry or history or anything like that. Either then science is everything, like we thought above, or it's unexceptional. Uh, it's an unexceptional, mysterious method, and it's something different from all these other things we've been saying. Well, all right, enough of all that. Here, then, is what science is. Discovering the cause of something measured. Well, that's it. Nothing more. Well, I mean, I don't mean nothing more. I mean, we have to understand what cause means, and we have to know what measurements are. And, and neither of these are anywhere near as simple as you might have thought. Both will turn out at times uh, to be extraordinarily difficult and at other times trivial. Certainty can be had in both of these aspects, knowledge of cause and measurement, or even in just one area, or neither. That means we have to understand uncertainty. And since uncertainty is a matter of the mind, we have to figure out the differences between the knowledge of things and of things themselves, in and of themselves. So it's not a frog that's science, but the cause of his measured color. And why, or because, uh, other frogs don't have that, but other measured colors. Galaxies aren't science, but their cause and their measurements are. And neither are certain, either. Science isn't tools, but tools are used in measurement to greater or lesser certainties. What causes tools to work is science, though. 
And science is, of course, not ethics or morality. Science can never tell you what's best or worst to do. No mandate or rule, therefore, can ever be science. Which means the people who say these mandates or rules are science are either badly mistaken or have ulterior motives. And uh, lately, at least, they seem to be uh, an equal combination of both. Now, I haven't proved to you today that my definition of science is correct, uh, but I hope you see all these other definitions fail. Uh, next time, uh, likely next week when we bring this topic up again, we'll, di- we'll discuss my definition of science, which is discovering the cause of something measured. And we'll put that to the test and see if it really is science. Thanks for listening. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy trails to you till we meet again